Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Love all my podcasts, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Andrew's Business of Sports. But what I love about this one, it is legitimately three podcasts in one. We talk about the biggest games in college football, hence College Football Podcast. We place our wagers on those games, College Football Betting Podcast. And we talk about the best prospects in those games, NFL Draft Podcast. And by we, I primarily mean he, Emery Hunt, at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. Click it, order it, get it out of the way so you know that you are good to go and covered for next year's draft. Emery's almost as everywhere as I am, maybe sometimes more. He did a high school game Friday night. He did Georgetown-Harvard Saturday. Sunday, he's got about a million shows on different sports networks. It's incredible. By the way, I love that you were doing uh, Brunel's son's game, Emery. Yeah, it was was impressive to see him out there and just kind of let you know how old you are in terms of, wow, guys, I used to watch are now having their, their kids in college. And it's funny because Georgetown seems to be the, the hub for that because in 2019 when I was doing Georgetown games, they had Sean Springson out there as a, as a receiver. So it's just been fun to do those all-year games because you see all the old NFL greats' children go to Georgetown. You know what's funny? There, It might have been like five years ago, Steve Atwater, the game was on ESPNU, and Steve Atwater was in the booth. Because he had one son playing for Princeton and one son playing for Georgetown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that game. And I remember his his son was actually really good as a running back for Princeton. Oh, yeah, DeAndre. DeAndre yeah, was exactly. a good player. It's always interesting. It's amazing, Emery, how many NFL guys' sons play in the Ivy League. Because it's like it's really hard to get the genetics to be like an NFL freak show player like their dads, right? 
Right. But they have good enough genetics that they can be good enough to play Division One, play in the Ivy League. But then their dads probably had money and sent them to, you know, lived in a nice school district or sent them to a nice private school, emphasized the academics, the kids got it. And so that's not, it's a nice evolution there, right? Because a lot of these NFL guys, they probably didn't come from much. They had to battle to get to the NFL to get the shot. They make it, they make some money. Like, but then with the next generation, they're setting those guys up, their kids up to do things even outside of athletics, which is great. Which is why I always say quietly, if the Ivy League decided as a collective to move up to FBS, they can compete right away. I think people would be surprised how well they could compete, especially if they went to the scholarship model. Um, then, then they could really be good. But even without the scholarship, the financial aid's so good that a lot of Princeton's kids got FBS offers. Some of them got Power 5 offers, and they go to Princeton anyway. Speaking of Power 5, you don't see this very often, Emery, mm-hmm. but we've got Syracuse hosting Liberty. <laughs> Syracuse is Power 5, but Liberty is favored by 6, primarily because of their quarterback, Malik Willis, who, by the way, would look awesome and be awesome in Syracuse offensive scheme, but he's not there. He would also look awesome and be awesome in Auburn's football scheme, but he's not there either. Uh, but to, to all uh, you know, things being considered, he is playing where his feet are in Liber- at Liberty, and he's done a fantastic job and quietly has been the most consistent of the quarterback prospects for the 2022 NFL draft. And we were on this show when I said Malik Willis is the best quarterback pro prospect in the country. And lo and behold, it's holding true to form four four speed, ridiculous arm strength, but the, the decisiveness and the, the pinpoint accuracy going downfield has ticked it up a notch. And he's been a little bit more consistent throwing the football this year than what we saw last year. And I think he's trending in the right direction in all accounts uh, from what we're hearing, especially from Jim Daigie, who was down, who's the director of the senior bowl was down there live scouting uh, in Lynchburg and said that, you know, this guy is a a tremendous leader. He's almost, he almost has that Jalen Hurts type mindset and leadership. So when you combine that with what he's done on the field, this dude to me should be a top everyone's list. Yeah, I mean, it feels like he's been the best of the guys we talked about coming in the year, Emory. You know, the Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell. It feels like the only guy that has kind of risen to those expectations and played at that level is Willis. Right, and and here's the thing for Willis. This is a huge game for him uh, personally because it's an ACC opponent. It's a pretty good Syracuse team this year. Um, judging by what they did last year, they had a lot of opt-outs, a lot of injuries, uh, but now they're back and they look good for Coach Dino Babers. But he has this game that he has to play well in. He has a game against Louisiana in November and also the Ole Miss game in November against Matt Carell, who has now become the talk of the town amongst the scouting community. So if he can play well in these three games, I think we'll, we're talking about a top five pick. Wow. No pressure, dude. Just life-altering money for the rest of your life. It's unbelievable. It really is. Um, so it's good to hear that he's playing that well. Do you have a comp for him 
Emery in the NFL? Like, so people that haven't had a chance to watch Malik Willis yet, is there a guy that, you know, that you can give a name that people can just kind of have, oh, okay, that's who he kind of is like? It's That's a great question because he's not – he's faster than this guy I'm about to give him the comp to, but he plays stylistically like him um, despite not being the same size, but it's Dante Culpepper. When you look at how Culpepper legitimately had the Tecmo Bowl end zone to end zone type arm strength, that's Malik Willis. Now, when you combine the flair for the dramatic, that's the Culpepper and Malik Willis. What Malik Willis doesn't have is 6'4", 270, right? But he is good in his own frame, about six feet and a half, maybe 6'1", 215. So he packs a lot of power in that frame. But stylistically, his arm strength, the way he throws that deep ball with such uh, veracity and, and, and such decisiveness, that to me is very Culpepper-like. What about Michael Vick? Vick was a little bit more, you know, wiggly, you know, a little bit more you know, elusive. Um, he'll shake you and, and still be explosive. Vick is more like Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson more like Vick. Uh, then Malik Willis would probably be um, more explosive, if that even is a thing, version of Jalen Hurts. Hurts has the same type of physical build. Um, Willis has a stronger arm and is faster, but they both are, you know, generate so much power in their, their bodies that is just tough to bring down. You see him breaking tackles routinely throughout the, throughout the game and, and able to run past everyone in the secondary. So he's a unique talent. I'm excited to see him continue to progress because, again, he's still atop my board as my number one quarterback. Syracuse has a D lineman that's caught your eye, McKinley Williams. And quietly, no one is talking about the job he's done up front. I think he's versatile enough to play across the defensive line. You see a guy that, that has length, that plays with good athleticism, good ball get off, and is finding his way to the, to the backfield often. So he's someone that's going to have to play with his eyes in this game because just when you think you got him, you don't got him. And that's going to be key because if he can play with good recognition, he's going to have an opportunity to make some plays on Willis in the, in the uh, backfield. We mentioned earlier, Emery, Liberty is favored by six. Who do you like and why? I like Liberty, man. Uh, And this is the same reason why I like Liberty. It's it's the same reason why I like Baltimore in a lot of games. When you look at the Ravens, they have the best player 95% of the time on the field, regardless of position in Lamar Jackson. Liberty is, is the same way because this guy legitimately runs 4-4. The deep ball, he doesn't put air on it, like, you know, and which allows the defensive back to get back into the play. That thing is coming out with great velocity and is going on a rope and is hitting the guy in stride. So he is the best player on his field. Syracuse's offense, I don't think, you know, will have enough, you know, firepower, so to speak, to, to go school for school with Liberty. And Liberty quietly can play some defense too. So I like Liberty in this game. I'm laying those points. You know, um, I like everything you're saying about Malik Willis. He might be hired for a team that needs a a quarterback in the top five. He should put his resume on LinkedIn jobs because LinkedIn jobs has made it easier to get to candidates worth interviewing faster. And it's free. And you can get Malik Willis for your NFL team, maybe at LinkedIn jobs the world's largest professional network, 770 million people. You use their simple tools on LinkedIn jobs to quickly filter and prioritize 
who you would like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing, and they do it faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash draft. That's linkedin.com slash draft to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply, of course. Our next game memory, it is Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Noon on Saturday, awesome game. I guess I'm a little surprised Wisconsin favored by five and a half. Uh, They've got a couple studs, man. That run by Kyron Williams uh, uh, the other day was incredible. Kyle Hamilton is a total freak at safety. Tell me about those guys. Yeah, Kyron Williams, if if he was – I don't know if he's draft eligible. I, I feel as though he is with the the way the eligibility is set up now with, after the COVID year. So who knows? He could be a sophomore. He could be a junior. He could be a freshman. You know, But that's someone that I want to draft. He would be my top running back because I just love the way he runs, man. He has good body lean. He has good wiggle within this game. He has good burst. So he's able to get up on those linebackers and, and defensive backs quickly, which allow him to break these long runs. And he has a good knack for the big play. When a team needs a big play on the ground, he's making it at the right time. And I love the effort in pass pro. So for him, it's about you know knowing who to block, which he does, and just getting in the way. And he does that a lot. And sometimes he's able to stonewall guys right in the hole, despite not being more than you know 200 pounds. But he's doing exactly what you need a guy to do in blitz pickup from that position. And for Hamilton, you know, to, to cover as much ground as he, as he does on the back end and has the excellent ball skills. And, and he's someone that, that plays tall um, in a good way, almost like uh, Johnson does the safety for the Browns uh, that play with the Rams for a long time. That's the type of player I see with Hamilton. I just love his instincts and his ability to get from sideline to sideline and hash the sideline. Um, you know, back there, back deep. And so versatile, you could put him deep, you could put him shallow, you can match him up, and he's able to do it all. And I just think that he's a tremendous player. Well, he absolutely is. He was a U.S. Army Bowl kid a few years ago, and you could just tell just the way he carried himself, everything about him. I wonder how often he'll be matched up with Wisconsin tight end Jake Ferguson, who it feels like has been at Wisconsin forever. I mean, he's been catching a lot of balls from their quarterbacks for three or four years now. Tell me about Jake Ferguson individually first and then his matchup with Hamilton. Yeah, and it's funny because you look up and it's like, oh, it's Troy Fumagalli. Then you look down, you look back up, <laughs> it's Jake Ferguson. You're like, wait a minute, did, is that Fumagalli or Ferguson? It's almost like the name switches. It's like how you thought uh, the Shipley brothers are still at Texas, right? There was always somebody named Shipley in the, sh- in the slot catching a, ba- a pass. But Ferguson is good, man. He's the new age tight end, someone that just finds receptions. He's fine yards and, you know, has a little savviness within his route running. So he's able to, you know, get open and create separation. Good value target uh, at the position. And this is a position that they just churn out as well. Um, So I'm a big fan of Ferguson. And in terms of the matchup, I don't think he is going to draw enough of attention to draw Hamilton. They're probably going to focus Hamilton more so on the run game. Uh, if you use Hamilton and take away Ferguson and you don't trust the athletic outside linebackers or other safeties that you have at your disposal to match up versus Ferguson, you're 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 playing losing defense right now because you're taking away you're you're taking away your best player by yourself. Like you're you're taking him out of the game yourself as opposed to having him, you know, 
one-on-one matchup on on Ferguson. I, I think they have enough trust in their linebackers and other safeties to match up against Ferguson and will shade Hamilton either to one side of the receivers uh, that they want to target or just let him roam free. They could easily go one free um, back there and, and be in a good situation against Wisconsin. Let's talk about the game now. Uh, Wisconsin, I mentioned, favored by five and a half. The game's at Soldier Field. What do you think? It's a Jack Cone revenge game, right? Um, but I just think that I still think Graham Mertz is a much better quarterback than uh, you know J- Jack Cone. However, up front, it's a it's going to be a rubber match. It's going to be a good battle between you know both lines of scrimmage. I just see Notre Dame getting a few more explosive in this explosives in this game, and five and a half seems like a lot. So I'm going to take Notre Dame in the points. I think this will be a three uh, three point game. Uh, five seems like a bit rich for Wisconsin's offense. Although I do think Mertz is is you know a good player. Sometimes he could be a double agent, uh, but so can Jack Cone, which is why he's playing for Notre Dame and not Wisconsin. So I see this one as a field goal game. I'm taking Notre Dame in the points. Let's get to the next game, uh, which is, of course, Texas A&M and Arkansas. A&M's favored by, favored by five and a half. And you want to highlight a, an offensive lineman for A&M, Jameer Johnson, not the guy everybody else talks about. Yeah, Johnson is really good in his own right, man. And I think we've seen this under Jimbo Fisher. We saw it at Florida State. And we're seeing it at Texas A&M. Guys are so technically sound up front. So they're getting good coaching, they're developing, and we know they're going to have the size, speed, athleticism for the position. So Johnson is someone, he's on the senior bowl watch list, but also is someone that I think people are definitely underrating because his technical skill will help him play a long time in the NFL. We know physically he has it, um, and athletically he can match up. I just am impressed with this way, the way he has, uh, he's playing the position from a technical standpoint. You know, it's funny, I feel like people get all worked up, you know, People get so focused on the true junior and Kenyon Green, who's playing right tackle, who's a stud. I didn't even realize AM had another Matthews kid at center. <laughs> that's uh, that's 27 consecutive years Texas AM has had a Matthews starting on their offensive line. That's crazy. But Jameer Johnson um, from Imhotep, that is crazy. So he was at, did he go Tennessee? Arizona Western, Rhode Island, A&M? Yep. Well-traveled. That yeah. is unreal. I remember when he was at Imhotep. I didn't even know that was the same Jameer Johnson. Now he's starting to left tackle for A&M? It, it's funny how these guys end up in these spots, man. So he's seen a lot of football, played a lot of different types of talent, uh, which kind of, in a way, has helped him, you know, um, handled his role right now with AM. What about for Arkansas? Man, you always want to talk about their quarterback, KJ Jefferson. Everybody wants to talk about Burks, the receiver. You like their quarterback. Yeah, because he's the difference this year. You know, they're getting consistent uh play from him, consistently good play at that. And this is a big, thick dude, right? He's 6'3, 235, maybe 240. And physically, and listen, let me preface this. Physically and how he throws the deep ball and how the ball jumps out of his hand um, and also how he runs when he takes off, I see Steve McNair. I see someone that has that ability. And if he can continue to grow in that direction, 
he's making himself into a, a solid uh, early day two pick and could be that quarterback that comes out of nowhere to get drafted. But we saw potential last year from him. But I think this year we're seeing him put it all together. And that's why Arkansas is having so much success. Yes, Burks is phenomenal. We know about you know what he brings to the table. This dude is a, a big playmaker. And we've talked about him at nauseum, but we're missing the progression of KJ Jefferson and what he's doing. But physically, this dude just looks like uh, Titan Steve McNair, in my opinion. Interesting. All right. Arkansas is getting five and a half points. Who do you like? This, um, this is a monumental game for Arkansas, more so than it is for AM. AM wants to, you know, be right there with Bama. Um, so they're gonna play their best. But Arkansas, man, you talk about I would I would love to play for two guys right now. David Cully of the Houston Texans. You, you see his guys playing like crazy for him. And Sam Pittman. Pittman is he's he you can tell he's a player's coach. They love him. And they're going out there and playing gangbusters for him. So I expect another close game. This is one that should be three. So I'm taking Arkansas in the points. Got it. All right, let's move on to Clemson, NC State. Clemson not playing great, favored by 10. They've got a good receiver in Justin Ross, who was unbelievable a couple years ago as a, a true freshman. What, what, how has he looked so far this year, Emery, coming back from injury? You know, he, he doesn't look like he has any rust or any time off. I like the fact that he's out there playing and working on his game. And I think that's the key. You just want to you just want him from a scouting perspective to make it through the year uh healthy, number one. Um, but you also like to see him working on his route running, working on his body positioning. The hands are great, they're they're gonna be great. That's something that you either have or don't have. And you can you those gonna have those gonna last with you until you're in your 60s. You'll be able to catch the football. And that's something he does well. But I like the little things that he's working on. Uh, the route running, he's fine-tuning that that thing. He's just not going to be a big guy trying <laughs> to run deep and, and play high ball all the time. Um, you know, how he's using his body to get in better control to save himself from hitting the ground consistently. Um, you know, some guys like to die for everything or lay out for everything, love the effort. But uh, some, if you don't have to, you don't have to. And I think he's working on, you know, doing that as well. So I like the progress he's making but my main thing is just making sure he can get from game one to game 15 with no physical problems and get into the postseason and uh then have a healthy run all the way to the first round of the nfl draft so a lot of people have been talking a lot about ikem ikwanu the left tackle for nc state he is a monster that's out there killing people but you wanted to discuss their center grant gibson yeah again this is a position that I think NC State has quietly produced talent there. You had Bradbury, um, you know, was a first-round pick. Uh, the guy, I can't remember his name, but he played center there um, before Bradbury, and he ended up going to the East-West Shrine game. Oh, his name, I interviewed him, too. His name slips my mind. But he's a good player. And Gibson is next in line, another senior bowl watch list guy. And, and so when you're able to produce at that position – these guys are able to get off the ball and get to the second level. Their run game works because they get good center play, and Gibson is the one that uh, I think gets the job done on the interior. Clemson's laying 10. It's a lot of points, Emery. What do you think? I'm disappointed in NC State. You know, uh, I thought they'd be undefeated at this point, um, you know, coming into this ball game, making it a monumental matchup. 
it's still a monumental matchup. And I, you talked about you opened with this game um, leading into it. They just not have looked impressive offensively. So when you combine that with a really good NC State defense, albeit without their linebacker, but you kind of expect that because this guy always seems to miss time. But this is still a very good defensive front seven. Their offense can find ways to be productive. They got good running backs as well. Take NC State in the points. Okay. Taking NC State in the points. Before we get to the last one, I want to make sure everybody, including you, Emery, knows about Duralast Elite Brake Pads available exclusively at AutoZone. Look, everybody at this point, smart enough to know Duralast parts are proven tough. Duralast Elite is on another level. Three times longer they last than a typical Duralast pad. That's crazy. It's also good news, especially if you find yourself in a lot of stop-and-go traffic. Me and Emery driving to these stadiums all over the place, and there's traffic getting in the stadium. You stop, you go, you stop, you go. Or if you typically drive with heavier loads in your car, you'll have safer, smoother, and quieter stops. You can get it at one of the over 6,000 locations nationwide for AutoZone or online. Either way, the future of stopping starts with Duralast Elite brake pads only at AutoZone. Shout out to AutoZone getting the exclusivity there. We like that. We're in the media business. We like exclusive interviews. We like exclusive brake pads. What about Iowa State Baylor? Iowa State is laying seven and a half. And uh, we'll start with their quarterback, Brock Purdy. You mentioned you're a little disappointed in NC State. I'm a little disappointed in Iowa State so far. They, they have really disappointed me. They they really have. They I, I don't know why they were so highly thought of in the, coming into the season, top 10, and you just didn't see it even last year. And, and so, you know, for me, Purdy is someone that people were actually high on uh, two years ago coming into 2019 or coming into 2020, I believe. And he just didn't do it, but he's someone that can find himself on the NFL roster uh, as a QB two or QB three. I just don't think he has the arm strength, but if he's able to continue to play winning football, there is something to be said about having a, having a winning career record at a school like Iowa state where we haven't seen that consistently. I think the last guy that we had Seneca Wallace, uh, you had Troy Davis, remember him, back-to-back two Sage Rosenfels. Sage, Sage Rosenfels. You know, so you, you had good players that come through and be productive and have good uh, careers. And I think Purdy has a chance to to really submit himself as someone that, hey, he may not have, you know, the top-tier talent to be a first-round pick, but he could definitely be a Nathan Peterman or a Matt Barkley for a football team. He's played in a lot of big games. They've won some big games, um, but physically – I, I think he's kind of limited to his to his progress, but I do like him uh, in terms of being a valuable reserve for an NFL team. So I'll be rooting for him to uh, make an NFL team because I do think that's value in having played in a lot of big games, which he has at Iowa State. Interesting comps there for him with Peterman and Barkley, a couple of guys that don't have great arms either. Um, what about Baylor's Baylor churns out the running backs, man? Tristan Ebner. Every time I watch Ebner, I, I wonder why is he not getting carries because he's their starting kickoff returner. I thought he would have came out last year, but he opted to go back uh, for that bonus year, that COVID year. Um, and this dude just is – you talk about Nguakwu for Iowa State that got drafted for 
uh, drafted by the Vikings. This is going to be the special teams guy that gets drafted strictly off that alone. He's a legit 4-3 guy. He is averaging you know, almost 30 yards a kickoff return and seems to always bring one back to the house. So you can find touches for him, create opportunities for him. Special teams is going to be how he gets drafted, how he sticks. But he has upside, I believe, as a running back and as a potential weapon on an offense. But he's a fantastic, especially probably the best returner in college football. You need to check this man out on social media at FBall Game Plan so you know everything he's up to always. Football Game Plan, obviously, extremely popular on YouTube. And you got that footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. I've got Miami, Ohio at Army on Saturday at noon. Looking forward to that. What do you got this weekend, Emery? I'll be heading down to uh, Atlantic City to Tropicana Sportsbook or Caesar Sportsbook at Tropicana Casino uh, for CBS Sports. So I'll be there from Thursday to Saturday, breaking down NFL Thursday night and uh, college football all throughout the weekend. But in between that, I do have a high school football game on Friday night in, in uh, Harrisburg. This time I do have uh, last time I, it was East Pennsboro that I had last week, but this week it is Warwick against Hempfield. So I have those guys on Friday night, CBS 21 in Harrisburg, but I'll be at the uh, Caesar Sportsbook for CBS Sports all throughout the weekend. Interesting. Hempfield, huge win over Exeter last week, and Warwick lost Warwick on, lost on a Hail Mary. Oh, brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, other than that, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it by the way if what i was talking about included a deposit bonus doesn't always sometimes it does deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit 